0: I want to let you know about a new course that I'm starting on Monday, June 7th. It's called Concepts in Kabbalah, and it's your opportunity to really spend some face-to-face time with me outside of the podcast. We have these small groups. It's interesting. It gives you the ability to really delve into Kabbalah in a way that you haven't been able till now, and I love them. They're inspirational. They're fun. And they're a great way to spend your evenings and you, just, you can do it from the comfort of your own home. So please join me. You can either click on the link in the show notes here or go to theloverabbi.com That's T-H-E-L-O-V-E-R-A-B-B-I.com And I'm really looking forward to seeing you there. On Sunday, May 23rd, I'm going to be starting a brand new three-part series called In Look, It's a mystical journey on confronting life's challenges. I think this year is such a great opportunity to take a different look at what's going on in our lives. It's just going to be three lessons. I'm going to talk about uh, displaced, can we change reality, and what we call using our inner yardstick. You can find out more about it uh, either in the show notes here or at theloverabbi.com. That's T-H-E-L-O-V-E-R-A-B-B-I.com. And now on with today's class so last week we started talking about nature this week we're going to go into the idea of miracles miracles are basically the shattering of convention like the splitting of the Red Sea a miracle is an expression of God's unlimited energy We call that Sovev Kol Almin. Nature happens within Mm -hmm. Mimale Kol Almin. Kol Kol Almin. And miracles happen within Sovev Kol Almin. This is how it works. Almin means. Hmm.
1: Almin means.
0: Um. Yeah. This expression of energy is similar to what we call the will. The will is the aspect of the self that says, I want this and I want it now. I don't care how it was yesterday. I want it today. Don't give me any excuses. Don't give me any rules. Don't give me any regulations. When the willpower operates... Nothing can stop it Nothing can come before the will True will Has within it the ability To surpass Any nature Even if you say It's my predisposition Or it's my nature To be a certain way You have the ability To go against the very nature Of your being through your willpower We see this most prominently today with addicts. They're able to go to a support group, NA or AA or GA or one of these anonymous groups. And as a result, through willpower and support, hmm? what's GA? Gamblers Anonymous.
1: Oh. Obstacles are not taking in consideration. There should be video game anonymous now,
0: <laughs> phone anonymous, social media anonymous. Yes. What? SMA. So, the genuine will has no obstacles, according to Kabbalah.
1: That's a miracle? That's a miracle. Okay.
0: The genuine will has absolutely no obstacles. Okay, later, I will ask you a question. Yeah. So, but we have some time. Think, of, think of a child who decides, because they saw a commercial on television, they want that. And now if they're a spoiled child, what are they gonna do? They're gonna scream and cry and they're going to, they're not gonna stop. And they're gonna ask you every single day. My, my, my mother told my son that she was gonna buy him a drone for his birthday. He must've asked for it 10 times a day, eight times a day. He called my mother at least twice or three times a week. He probably would have called her more if he had the ability to. <laughs> Nothing was going to stop. He was going to, end. until eventually, whether she wanted to buy it or not, she bought it for him. <laughs> but there are limitations.
1: It's deco number two. <laughs> there, there are limitations, though. Because my son can ask me for an Incredible Hulk figurine and, and overcome the fact that I don't want to buy it for him. But he can't become the Incredible Hulk.
0: Wait, wait. What you're asking, when, what... let's hold that thought and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back to it. The idea of the, yeah. the
1: limitations of will.
0: So, Not God's will, but man's will. Willpower, at this point, representative of miracle, has no limitation. Why? Because the willpower is all powerful and awesome like a bulldozer that will roll over anything in its way to uproot anything in the ground, regardless of the object, weight, and the size. That is the nature of will. The nature of will, we have that within us. Now, a lot of that, unfortunately, our society does a very good job at suppressing willpower. From when we're young children, we're we're constantly told, oh, you can't do that, you can't do that, you can't do that. Oh, no, no. So we lose a certain element of our willpower. But the willpower in its raw form has the ability to surpass everything. This is analogous to Sovev Ko'almin, which is the energy of God that shatters the laws of convention. That is the definition of Sovev Ko'almin. Which means... God created a force called nature. Nature has a certain rhythm to it. Miracles are outside of that rhythm. Sov'ev ko'almin is outside of the rhythm of nature. A miracle is the expression of sov'ev ko'almin. What is that expression of? It's one that enables people to see their lives or in the world collectively In the will of God. But they don't understand it. They're not able to understand it. They don't have the words to be able to explain a miracle in a rational manner. The only thing that can be said is that it comes from God. So when you have people who have, let's say, belief, and they say, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable, this is a miracle. But can you explain it rationally? Can you define it? Can you piece it apart? Can you psychoanalyze it? No. And not only that, but I'm going to go a step further. The point of it is not to piece it apart and psychoanalyze it. There's certain elements of our lives where the point of them is to piece them apart and to psychoanalyze them. Miracles are not supposed to be psychoanalyzed. They're not supposed to be naturized, if I can use that word. You don't turn something that is beyond nature into something that is nature. Nature. You defeat the entire purpose of the miracle by trying to put it into nature. When people start saying things like, oh, that particular thing, well, at that point in time, it became the cosmic... uh, uh, That's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be able to accept that there's nature, there's a natural order of things, and there are things that are able to break and shatter that natural order. But remember, if you wanna be out of the box, you have to create the box first. A lot of people think, well, I'm an out of the box kind of person. Well, you can't be out of the box if there's no box. Miracles can't happen if you don't allow nature to be nature Everybody's out of the box now I'm different But out of the box can't happen I'm if there's no different. box they're so, they're so unconscious of the box That they will mm-hmm. never get outside the box The box has shifted so much
1: It's denial Yeah, it's a form of denial it's, If you're not aware of the box You will never go outside of it <laughs> You will always stay inside you of it that you Play games with yourself
0: So, the Talmud gives an example of this. What's the example? The example of a thief. A thief just finished breaking his way into a house. As he goes inside, this is what the Talmud says. He asks God to help him be successful. Now, the Talmud asks How is this possible? God is one. One of the Ten Commandments is do not steal. He's not following one of God's Ten Commandments and he's going to steal. But before he goes and steals, he wants God to be on his side? It's a paradox. Kabbalah says absolutely not. He isn't crazy. It's quite normal. He prays to God because he has faith in God. Faith can be peripheral and therefore doesn't really touch him to the point where he actually changes his behavior. That is the nature of faith. Like Ko'Amin, faith is peripheral. So yes, you can have faith in God and you can steal. It's a paradox, but we have to understand that the nature of having faith may not change a person's behavior. If you want to look at it from the the, the lens of behavioral psychology. There's certain things that will influence a person to change their behavior, and certain things not. Faith in God is not something that can influence a person. The proof that Talmud gives is that a thief will pray to God before he goes into the house to steal. The faith of this thief is called makif, or peripheral. It impacts him, he relies on it to achieve his, we'll call it, urgent desire. His, his instinctive desire. But he's failed to integrate it into his rational self. He's able to integrate it into his instinct, into his emotions, to allow him to be successful with his disgusting mission. But he has failed to integrate it into his rational self. See, what if the thief had meditated on God's benevolence, and if the thief had meditated on, on God's ethical demands, then he'd realize that Hashem must have some kind of plan in store for him, in an honest way, for him to make a living. So you're saying
1: that the, uh, his, the peripheral, makif form of faith is related to sovet?
0: Yes. And, and it doesn't influence a person on a... On a and on that a, the rational is memare? Yeah. And that the rational would mean that he would have integrated that faith more deeply. If his faith was integrated, he would know that even though he doesn't have any money to pay his bills right now, God will provide something for him. That would be the proper faith, would be where faith is now integrated into mamale, into the rational self. And the rational self will say, yes, it's true, you can't pay your bills right now. Yes, it's true, life is tough. But Hashem has a plan for you. So soveb,
1: okay, so soveb is, 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 is the will. So there's many aspects of it. yes so sobev is the well, will well we that already can spoke about, when nature. you
0: think about it we already spoke about sobev we're now getting to the next level of sobev and mamale yeah,
1: i get it so i'm trying to understand so Sovev can be the will the will, that will comes surpasses from nature that's right that's sobev but it could also be this very peripheral not really fully integrated in the real world that's right kind
0: of like it's very interesting artsy kind have of faith. think about this a second in our society what is supposed to be sovev is memale, and what's supposed to be memale is sovev. Explain. People use, let's say, things like will, and they, they try to pragmatize it. They try to make it very pieced apart and, and, and explain, oh no, you can't do this, you can't do this, stay in your seat, be like this, this is the social norms. Or, then when it comes to, let's say, having to integrate ideas of, 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 of mimale into their lives, what do they say? Education. I'm going to study. I'm not going to do. Oh I, look, do what I uh, um, do as I say, don't do as I do. Where When it comes to elements of, where, that are supposed to be totally integrated, like we're all kind of like the thief praying to God. In a way, it's very true because I think actually society used to tell us what we should do. Today, society tells us what we should want. That's right.
1: Very interesting. we Where, all that: Whereas, truth like through advertising and yeah, today it's about it's yeah. about it's about society I think the regulating t- your desires. If the Tom would Not only
0: understood the analogy of the thief, how much it was real in our lives. And there's so many things we know. For example, we can learn all this great stuff, but do you know how much much harder it is for us today to integrate it into our lives? It's so hard. Look at all these diets. Look at all these things. People know things to be wrong. There are people who will be sitting there and they will know every single reason why they should not have whatever that piece of candy or cake or all that garbage. They should know everything. They should know that it's the beginning of dying a slow death. There are people, Such as myself, who are drinking coffee this morning Who know all the elements and the issues That are provided within the coffee Yet, we have a very How could it be? How could it be? The Kabbalah would ask a very simple question How could it be that you know all this And you don't integrate it into your life? But there's nothing wrong with coffee What? I'm just giving it an example This is the wrong place to (laughs) (laughs) criticize. I'm a coffee guy the point is Is that We have totally Flipped Memare and Soviv As opposites What is supposed so To be, would be
1: the, That would be The uh, that We just described the, How we turned uh, Soviv into Memare How do we turn Memare into Soviv How do we turn The rational
0: Into like uh, Flights of fancy That's um, very simple You say to You say to the kid You can do anything No I can't Yes you can Yes you can You can There's nothing That will stand In the way of Your willpower Nothing will stand in your way We say it, but we don't believe it So the kids don't believe it either We're like, no, what do you mean? You can do anything No, I can't You have it You have nothing should stand in the way of your way Do it Pursue it Go for it And then we're all depressed Mm -hmm. (laughs) Depression can't happen If sovev exists in the sovev world And mamale exists in the mamale world ADD can't happen Add is also
1: it really depends neuro.
0: It's it too much sovev in a mamale world. You're supposed to be mamale, and there's too much sovev right now.
1: So can we call it sovev? Sovev it means surrounding, right? And mamale means filling. That's right. So it's the it's the surrounding faculty and the filling faculty. That's filling right. Filling faculties when we're talking about everything that is known and knowable in this world, That's nature. True. Rationality. Absolutely. Things that make sense to us, that we can understand, that we get and so surrounding is things that are just outside the world that can influence the world, but we don't fully grasp, and it's Mm. fine. It's part of it. Even more than that. There are elements that are
0: outside of this world that we can tap into Mm. and go beyond Mm. the everyday. Okay. And that's where the will Mm. comes in. That's right. We can rise. We have the ability to rise above the everyday. I so
1: agree with that. Lately I had a situation where I was Years, I had a very serious argument with someone. You guys think I'm the arguing with people all the time, but I'm just a lawyer. It's a professional deformation. Exactly. I'm, I'm, not, really I'm not a bad guy. Extrovert, antagonist, uh, <laughs> conscientious, neurotic, and uh, open. Actually, so weird. Um, but I was having this discussion, and it was like, yeah, but it's nature. It's like, it's like, it's like your nature is this, and your nature is like, yeah, but what does that end the discussion? Like, just because something is your nature, it's okay, my nature, I give this example. My nature is to steal. It's okay, so go out there and rob everyone. Great, it's all about nature. No, that's not the end of the discussion. It's like, okay, that's my nature, but we can rise above our you know what? You know, you know, you know what the Talmud
0: continue saying? The Talmud says there are people who have murderous instincts and they should become a shochet.
1: That's right, they're yeah. channeling it. Everybody has a murderous
0: instinct. No, no there's people who... have <laughs> Some of us more sort than of <laughs> others. There are, there are people who, by nature, have a murderous instinct. Yeah. They should go become a, a, a shokhet. God, mm-hmm. you know what?
1: You do that for my mind. I say, shokhet famigol.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I had that in my mind. No, know? and there's also... You can see... What should a thief
0: become? Uh, okay. so a thief should... Be, be, yeah, be... Yeah, come on. I don't
1: know. A thief should be a graphic designer.
0: <laughs> no, what is a thief? What what does a thief want to do? i just wants to take things. Like it, it wants, wants it just. For
1: idea. Take stuff. I can can uh, anything except
0: murder. In order to be a true thief you have to be a real narcissist.
1: You also have to be brave. I don't understand thievery that that's why I have a hard time being yeah. a in a, uh, in a
0: certain own. sense, yeah. It's not even brave, it's 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 instincts. They use their instinct. They don't use it. I mean. They they do you know um do you know, the Talmud talks about people who are beggars. Well, it says that a beggar, a beggar in the yeah. street, it is the, it is the easiest thing to become addicted to. I, I remember there was a, there was a guy, when I, when I was growing up, there was a guy, nice, very nice guy, unfortunately, one day he was hit by a car and he ended up not being able to work. And so he would stand outside of the kosher store every single day, he on his crutches and he would ask for money. Every single day. Well, 20 years later, he still had the crutches and he was still asking yeah. for money. And so one day.
1: buddy. Oh, it's not.
0: <coughs> what is that? <laughs> it's his uh, phone. Oh, it's his. That's a ringer. Yeah. You want to just turn it off? Thanks. So one day, I was, on the, I was on the bus. I knew where he lived. I was on the bus, and I was going towards the direction, and I see him getting off the bus, and he's holding the crutches in his hand, and he's walking. So I get off the bus, and he was like shocked to see me, because he knew me from the community. And I said, so, so why do you still do it? And he said, I can't stop. He died, my mother was telling me that he died about a year and a half ago, and when he died, they found, like, $3 million in his account. Was he singing in on the street? Huh? Was he singing on the street? No, he was just standing there with his hand out and on his crutches. He would stand there on his crutches, leaned against his crutches a whole day like this. Wow. They found $3 million in his account, and there's, a, there's now a big court case going on in Chicago between the Jewish community of Chicago and his kids because his kids are saying that this money belongs to them and the community is saying that the money belongs to them because he didn't ever work. All the money that he had came from the community. A weak case by the community. It's a weak case by the community, Gosh. unfortunately. But it's, it's a so fascinating... not <laughs> a court, summary judgment. It's a fascinating... But, 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 but on a So my mother was telling it to me because she was saying on, a rabbinical, on, a, on, a, on an ethical rabbinical stance, mm-hmm. what do you think about someone who takes money from the community, mm-hmm. And they find that he has $3 million in his account when he dies. Who does it belong to? So I said, I would say that it belongs to the kids because I mean, belong, it? It, 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 the community gave it up. Whether they, it's, it's their job to find out if he's legitimate or not. They still did the, the, the mitzvah. Because no, they get the mitzvah of that tzedakah. They, the they get the mitzvah of tzedakah, but not the mitzvah of maaser. Hmm. Sorry, sorry, wrong. They get the mitzvah of chesed, but not the mitzvah of tzedakah.
1: Tzedakah? No. Why? Tzedakah, tzedakah, tzedakah,
0: no. Tzedakah has to be done the right thing has to be it's very important Ches you can be kind which means there's a guy standing on the street over there let's say I know he's going to do bad things with it I may do we call it shalom, in the way of peace I'm going to give him a quarter I know good and well that probably the quarter's going to a place that I don't want to I, mean, I don't approve Jewish? Yeah Jewish, or, or Jewish is
1: called
0: up. Yeah so that would be Chesed I'm being kind to that person Kind of even though, to a certain extent, maybe the psychological side of me will say I'm enabling him.
1: Yeah, maybe you should buy a croissant and give it to
0: him. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe that's, that's, that's my, you know, teferet, right? Chesed gvura teferet, would be I would buy the croissant and give it to him. That's fine. And even so, buying the croissant and giving it to okay, that's for sure chesed. I don't even know if it's tzedakah. I still don't, I'm so still tzedakah? not sure. How do you tzedakah? Tzedakah is, I give a quarter, and whoever I give it to, truly does the right thing. Uh, they do the right thing. So, so I, can you, I can tell the you, I can tell you, as someone who is trusted with people with money, I take that very, very seriously. I have to be very, very careful. Very careful. I have to double and triple and quadruple check because it's my responsibility. I have to answer to God. Let me tell you something about the people who don't take that seriously, and there are a lot of them out there, okay? There is nothing
1: that corrupts and turns people into cynics more then when people who receive charitable funds dilapidate it. There's nothing on people who see that, they start not believing in the fundamental goodness of, of
0: humankind. I know. And it's I, the most corrupt thing. It's something that I Because they want to do good
1: and then they see how even when you want to do good it turns into, into, into selfishness and bad. It I never want to do good again. Like you turn human beings into
0: cynics. I wanna tell you one of the reasons my grandfather once told me this. My grandfather was the chief rabbi of Hungary. Really? Wow. Before the war. And he was a businessman. And he never, ever took a penny from the community. As a chief rabbi, he never took a penny from the community. He said, This is, I work for God. I work for God, and God takes care of me. Then I'm able to work a few hours a day. He, he was a wealthy man. He wasn't a, he was a wealthy man. I think maybe, maybe people helped him out in business as well. But he, was, he, he, he worked, and he was the rabbi. And he said, the moment rabbis take money from the community, they, they become corrupt and their judgment cannot be trusted. Mm. Good and man. It's, it's very interesting that I see that a lot today as a rabbi has become a profession.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that. It's in the community. And it's interesting. So mean, I always. What
1: he, said. he said, anybody who wants to be a president, we should only allow. And look at how far we are from that ideal we should only allow people who become president at great personal sacrifice, because only then shall we be really sure that they are doing it for the right reasons. When so I... he's even going further, he's saying, you should do it and lose stuff. There are many like that in Israel. Like Unfortunately. Unfortunately.
0: When I first became a rabbi, I had, three, I had three, my initial three <laughs> positions, they were all salaried positions. And I saw one after another, being involved with the various institutions I was in, two of them were very big synagogues that I was the rabbi of, I had to, re- I resigned. I couldn't handle the misuse of funds. I just couldn't, I, I said, I'm not putting my effort through this and, I, and I, I, I felt bad. Literally, when I get a paycheck, I go home and I say to my wife, I can't use this money. I, I, this money is dirty money, they're, they're, this is people's tzedakah money and I'm using it, I, I can't handle it. Mm-hmm. And so one of the, the reasons why we started this place was because I wanted there to be a sense of total, total transparency and total- Can I be the devil's advocate for a second?
1: Sure. I, although I hate that expression. Why is everybody so concerned about the devil having legal representation? Right. But uh, people are very concerned about that. Um, when it's known in advance, okay, when the, per, when the people giving the funds know and understand that they will be sustaining the livelihood of certain people who are doing good for the community, then it's fine for it to trickle down and become a salary. It's okay if it's part
0: of the the pitch, the pitch if you'd like. No. There's two different things. There's, you understand what I'm saying? There's two different things. Yeah. There is people, let's, for example, let's say you, you go to a course. Let's say I'm gonna give a course <laughs> and we're gonna charge $50 for the course majority of the people that are coming to the course, they're going to expect that a certain amount of that money is going to go for the teacher of the course. That is the nature course, of giving away. Yeah. But when somebody gives their tzedakah, um, yeah, it's, a very different, it's a very different thing. But tzedakah needs piece, to be used. There's still a piece that
1: can go to the people who are doing the work to, to channel it. My,
0: grand, your... my grandfather would say no. Okay, zero. zero. I would say 10, 15%. My grandfather would say no. Reasonable. That's the, But people take 80%, you know? My grandfather would say no. You
1: can't know the intention of people. Like, if you give detention and you want to give to Rabbi, it a rub, I doesn't mean the next person putting money in the box will have that same intention. It's hard to regulate. It's implied. Because what happens is that if I give to a charitable organization, and the cause is to help uh, children who are sick, okay? So, I mean, I'm expecting my dollar to go towards helping the children who are sick. Which usually clearly, it doesn't. Clearly. Which usually it doesn't, which we know with the charitable organizations. 80%, 90% get sucked up in salaries, okay? But I do know that the individuals who are going to take the funds, um, put it in the accounts, set up the, the, the tents, I know that these people need to make a livelihood, and so there is an amount Fair, fairly, that should go towards salaries. But I mean, it shouldn't, the vast majority of the money. So usually like the the rule of thumb in charitable organizations is that if you run at 10, 15%, that's good. You know, if 85 cents out of my dollars are going towards the cause, I could live with 15%, but if it's 80%, so your entire thing is a racket, you're giving bits and pieces. It's the same problem with corruption with government. It's like, I'm giving my taxes so we have good roads and good hospitals and you take care of the population but when 85 90% 93% over 100% because we're we're in public debt goes towards financing salaries of people who are lazy and not doing anything and then we get peanuts out of it then it's corruption
0: then the money's not you understand I mean, what i'm it's saying the, it's it's a big it's a slippery slope a i slippery, can tell you oh yeah it's the slip I, It's I, the I, most I can tell slippery you slope. in 2017 this organization 2.8% went to salaries that's, you, can, you can go a bit higher than that and still be good. I'm just saying, that, that's how strong I feel about it.
1: It's very good, but the rules of... I'm just saying,
0: there are also standards out there in the world.
1: If you stay at 10%, let's say, you would be very, very... one percent. Perhaps,
0: perhaps, maybe at some point, we need to we can have a governing committee that decides those, those kinds 7%. of things. Yeah. What, it's very... It's very I, I would
1: say there would be a lack of
0: shoe that uh, scenario. I would say that there would also be a lack of this place if we had that scenario. Okay. beautiful. <laughs> so the, the, the fact of the matter is, I'm, I'm not bringing it up to, to I'm bringing it up for a, particular, mm-hmm. for a particular point. We have to be very, very careful. So when it comes to, let's say, tzedakah, it's, it's tzedakah is only achieved if mm-hmm. the person who has the tzedakah money, which means if you give me a dollar, and I do something bad with it, you don't get tzedakah.
1: Wow.
0: So it, the act
1: of tzedakah must be completed by the person who receives it. It's not just all about actually. You, I gave. it
0: Actually, majority of tzedakah is, falls, on, 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 is, it falls on the person who receives it.
1: Wow. It's like the mitzvah of procreation.
0: Exactly. Hmm. Wow. And you'll find a lot of mitzvahs are like that. I was just going to ask if more. And what's amazing about that is very often, if you look at many mitzvahs, we can't do them alone. In order there, for us there, there, there to there get are. the reward from the mitzvah, there has to be somebody else involved.
1: There is one mitzvah mm-hmm. you have to forget something, like you can't even do on purpose.
0: For example, the, the in prayer you need ten people. You need there's 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 all if you look if you look around at a lot of mitzvahs, you can't do it alone. That's very
1: interesting.
0: The Hanukkah menorah, you know, I put it at the window. Well, the you can't light the menorah alone. So a mitzvah is a kind of a partnership in
1: a way. It has to, huh? A mitzvah. Yeah. A, a mitzvah is a, is, a, is, a, is a common action by, by a community.
0: We're going to get into the idea of mitzvah True at you, some ha-
1: I always found the concept of the good deed that's going to bring me in paradise to be very convenient to
0: my ego. Because but I, that's not I'm what it's about. I'm going to do all these good
1: deeds and then I'm going to go in paradise. It's that's, like,
0: good that, for me? That's not what it's about. Not only that, but what we do, uh, for those of you who were at my class last week about angels... When we do it wasn't on Shabbat. I did Shabbat on Wednesday night. I I did it twice. And I
1: will tell you something later about the angel when I said to Susie about
0: something very important. So the every time we do a mitzvah, we create a I didn't explain this actually well enough. This is an this is a, a sub note to my class on angels. Every time, what I said at the class, is every single time we do a mitzvah, we create a, an, an, advocate, an advocating angel. We can choose whether or not we want to use that angel in this world or in the world to come. It's much more valuable for us to use that angel in this world than in the world to come. So it could be that when we get to the world to come, we've saved up, we've hoarded... Always advocating angels for all the misses we did. And perhaps they will help us during our day of judgment. Could be. Don't save your angels. But what do you think happens if you don't save your angels? People benefit from your angels. Jesus saves, Moses invests. What if you invest your angels? Invest your angels. Very good. Invest your angels. Because what ends up happening when you invest your angels? They grow. More angels are created. Mm. One thing leads to the next. So our job, on an angel level, is to invest our angels in this world. That's my subtext to what I was talking about. Anyway, do you, how do you choose that thing? Huh? How do you choose that? Yeah. How do you choose it? How do you choose it? Who knows? reactions You said no. How do you do it? How do you know it Actions. What do you say? You create the angel by fulfilling a mitzvah. If you are an IQ, you do it with thought. If you're an EQ, you do it with speech. IQs have to protect their thought. EQs have to protect their speech. People who have heightened levels of intellectual sensitivity need to protect their thoughts.
1: Is it just IQs, they're like, so they don't, they're just... doesn't mean
0: because they're saying something that they, but the, the EQ, what they say they mean. What EQs, what they say creates. Well, IQs, what they, what they, they think creates. Mm-hmm. So if you're someone with a heightened level of emotional sensitivity, what you say creates. You have to be very careful about your words. If you're someone with a heightened level of intellectual sensitivity, you have to be very careful about your thoughts. People with a heightened levels of emotional sensitivity cannot control their thoughts. It's not possible high levels of intellectual they can control their speech. The speech is not as important. Yeah. Because their speech is the way that they are able to perpetuate their thoughts. It's a it's a, it's a, it's a expression. But how does it but so what do you do through that? You empty the vessel. When you empty the vessel in this world, <laughs> if you hoard onto things in this world, if you hoard things, then you end up not making any space for your angels to be advocates for you in this world. If you're, empty, if you're constantly emptying your vessel, if you're someone who holds on to grudges, if you're someone who holds on to things, if you're someone who doesn't forget, all these kinds of things, you can't allow your, your advocating angels to, to work on your behalf in this world. Say that again.
1: So your vessel is going to be
0: the angel that you create by doing a good deed, right? No. The vessel is filled with a lot of different types of things. The majority of our vessels are filled with garbage. So you, are you why because you what happens no what happens someone does something to us right. <laughs> someone does something someone says something to us and we harbor over that thought or that, that the words that they said for a whole day what do you, what, what's our vessel filled with that day whatever that person said yeah. you're the author of my life that's a lot of space I just gave to someone who maybe I don't even like who became the author of my life I'm really digressing here you know how I know when I'm really digressing? When Liana picks up her phone. So no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all related. What about the This is good, this is good.
1: So our vessels fill up with whatever, okay? Uh,
0: so we often allow other people to fill our vessels for us. Our job is to not allow. We have to, we, we create, which remember, we're supposed to create thick skins against our, our making sure that we protect our vessels. Our vessels are supposed to be filled with all the mitzvot and, and, and that we do in all of our advocating angels. Our representative angels should be filled. That's what our vessel should be filled with. We have to first empty all the garbage from our vessel. Which means... There's a lot of people, it's a Canadian thing to be passive aggressive. People who are passive aggressive have vessels full of garbage. Mm. If I had a choice to say be passive aggressive or aggressive, be aggressive. Why be aggressive? Because at least you say it, you get it out and your vessel isn't filled with it. Mm-hmm. It's not the right thing to do. It's still a bad, bad trait to be aggressive. People would call it resentment. But if you're passive aggressive, then eventually you just explode. That's when the angel just, that's when the vessel gets so full that it can't handle itself anymore. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that at so a different we, time. Our, our job is to fill our vessel with, with the good and then to empty it mitz, back in the world. With mitzvah and empty back in the world. So
1: this is channeling.
0: We are channels. That's what we are. We're conduits for creating goodness and making this place a, a world for God. Dear that's our job. Our job is to be a conduit for goodness their purpose in this world.
1: So the guy with the crutches who didn't take his
0: responsibility seriously. Which means if that guy, if that guy was a Robin Hood, let's say he he had the wrong intention. Let's say he says, he truly, as he said to me one day, I I can't stop. Okay, no problem. But he could have taken all that money he'd gotten from the community instead of putting it in a bank account somewhere and waiting till he died and now there's a fight over where the money's going to go which is going to end up going to his estranged daughters. Do we know that he
1: did give tzedakah or master?
0: I don't know what he did or didn't do. We don't know that the three million came only from the community. We don't know anything. He might have had some money before And he might that. have
1: given master
0: and tzedakah. Maybe he did, but he could have very easily. I'm saying, I'm, I'm not passing judgment on him. Mm-hmm. I'm just using it as a, as a, as a metaphor. We're not, we're not here to pass judgment on him, especially he's not in this world anymore. It's not our place to ever pass judgment on someone in this world or especially someone that's not in this world. But what's, what he could have done, even knowing that trait, is not a good trait that, you're, that, you, that you have to beg for money, but he could have been a Robin Hood, he could have then given it and, and, and he could have had his own fund where he gives out to the poor people and I'm sure he had access to poor people. And Just giving you an example. So we're able to take our negative traits and we're able to do good things with it. We're not, we're not saying don't be realistic, we're not saying don't live in this world, we're not saying that you're supposed to be perfect. We know that people aren't going to be perfect. But if you're not perfect, you have to always look, okay, fine, this imperfect trait that I have, how am I going to use it to better the world? Because obviously this is something that's in me that I have to be able to use to better the world. And there's some traits that are not good, like passive aggression is not good. It fills our vessels with garbage. There's no way to make, be a passive, but how do I find passive-aggressive to be good? Be passive about judging others, and be aggressive about judging yourself, for example. People who are passive-aggressive, they should be passive. Usually they're the opposite. They're passive about themselves, and they're aggressive about judging others. But really what they should be is aggressive Uh, about themselves and passive about judging others so you have to always and you're going to find that a lot and our society is kind of flipped actually Kabbalah calls the society the flip society we're a mirrored society what we're supposed to be doing what ends up happening because everything reflects back at us because we're by nature selfish so we end up flipping everything around if we don't actually be conscious of what we're doing now let's go on to the next level ready for the next level? How much time do we have? We have another half an hour? No? Mm-hmm. Good. 20 minutes? Okay. This is where we're getting to. What we have to get to from this, we spoke about nature. Now we spoke about miracles. We understand the right side and the flip side. Now we get to Atsmut. The absolute essence of God. The master, the person to whom the miracle has happened to, does not realize the miracle has happened. To wake up in the morning, capable of walking and talking, that's a miracle. Few people are even aware that this miracle exists, to breathe and to walk. That's why there are prayers of thanks to God when we wake up. And prayers of thanks to God for going to the bathroom. Because God forbid, if someone has an orifice that's closed up, it's in the prayer itself. The person would be in trouble. But the balhanes, the person to whom the miracle is happening to, does not even recognize or realize that the miracle is actually happening.
1: Why did we stop saying the prayers as we were going? Like we open our eyes, we say like. Why, why did we stop saying them? Like one at a time when things were happening.
0: Um. We stopped because people weren't doing it. So the rabbis instituted a time and place for everything. People weren't actually, they weren't remembering. They weren't, they didn't have God on their their eye. There are people who still say those blessings all day. You could do that. They're there. Oh, of course. I have one
1: question. Yeah. When you do the prayer, the Baku Chavimah in English, is it when you, the minute you put
0: your your feet on the uh, floor? Which prayer? You're uh, yeah. supposed to do it after you get dressed.
1: After you get
0: Oh no, it. we do before we get out of bed.
1: After the bed?
0: When you sit up when you sit up in bed, you say moda'ani.
1: What okay. if you're naked.
0: What? what you're you, co- you cover with your blanket.
1: Okay. Oh, you're
0: when you are still in bed. Yeah. Okay. As long as you're covered. And that's why God's name is not in it. But Modani is part of Shachit also. No, Modani is is, is a prayer. The first thing when we wake up in the morning, we we say, Modani, I admit, I'm grateful before you that that you gave me another day of life. But it's so easy for us to not recognize any of this. The existence of miracles is that, that they're not even recognizable to the people they happen to. It doesn't just come from the encompassing light of God. It doesn't just come from Sovev. This actually comes from beyond Sovev. What's beyond Sovev? The very core, the very essence of God known as Atzmut. Why? Because it's so deep that it doesn't express itself in a premeditated fashion. The way that it expresses itself is through living life. Breathing doesn't have to be thought about. It comes naturally. The absolute essence of God is so completely disguised that we're not even aware of it. Do we call our breath of life a miracle? No, because the breath of life, just as God breathed into Adam a breath of life, That what is the breath when you come? It comes from your essence. The breath of life that God gave to Adam came from God's essence. So our breath of life comes from the essence. The closer to the essence, the more we don't even realize it's a miracle.
1: So is it fair to say that Shovev is beyond our world? But it's still close enough to our world that we can interact with it. That's right. In a conscious way. Atzmut
0: is beyond. Atzmut is beyond that. Beyond that. It's just automatic. We have the ability. So we have most people live their lives based on Teva. Based on Mamale. We have the ability to tap into Sothev. Hopefully, it. by the way. Because Hopefully. even Mamale is godly. That's right. And even memare, we don't fully... We have the ability to tap into soveh and we even have the ability to tap into Atsumot. <laughs>
1: We're always tapping into
0: No, but we have the ability to consciously tap into Atsumot. Well, Sovev is also realizing it. Memale is also realizing it. It's it's uncovering. But it is,
1: his point is good because Sovev, the Sovev level that interacts with 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 Memare more directly. So, but if we're tapping into Atzmut, it's like it's a more. It seems to me like a more passive thing, no, a bit. Like it's more. It would be more like a realization than as a. What is the pro, you're asking? What like, is
0: the process of tapping into atzmut? Yeah. What do we come back? I from? would use the analogy of dirt. You have. You find a diamond in the rough. If you, there, if you didn't know what you're looking at, you could actually step on the diamond. You could have a huge diamond on the sand on the beach, just white washed up on shore the shore is full of seaweeds and dirt and everything and underneath there's a precious precious diamond you wouldn't even know you wouldn't even know if you didn't know what you're looking at you don't even realize it but if you picked it up and then you started rubbing away all the seaweed and rubbing away all the dirt and then you took a polisher and started polishing it all of a sudden you you know you have a diamond there it's so amazing how there's, 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 there's probably diamonds all over. Who even knows, right? But no one, but, but no one knows about it because the diamonds, we look at diamond as whatever people we see on a ring on a finger. That's not a diamond. You ever see a diamond in the rough? It's like a stone. It looks like a rock. It
1: looks like a piece of charcoal.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't even know. So, it's about how much on, dirt we're going to uncover. The Malay. There's just a little bit of seaweed around the diamond. Maybe there's a little bit of rough. We have to polish it. So it's a diamond in the rough. Atsmud is a diamond in the rough at the bottom of the ocean. So it's us uncovering the layers of the onion. It's us uncovering the layers there. It all exists. It's our cognizant recogn- recognition of what exists and what doesn't exist. It's all there. It's right there. There's a dimension of this world that exists in this world that right now as we're talking, as we're existing, as we're breathing, yeah. and we can be conscious of it or we can be non-conscious of it. We can be conscious of a level of it or we can be conscious of many layers and levels of it. So instead of asking does it exist or not exist, we have to ask how conscious are we are, are we of it. So the truth is that God transcends all manifestations and all revelations, whether they be open and revealed miracles or the natural forces all around. Because no one can say that Hashem is just a natural God. Or can anyone say that precisely that is only a supernatural God? Either way, we'd be putting a limit on God. The ancient philosophers said that Hashem is so great that he enjoys his activities with the supernal worlds, implying supernal worlds, but not with humans. Humans are too low. Kabbalah would say that's heresy. Why? Because such a statement limits God to being a super-duper God. Is that what God is? If Hashem... Can only be a super duper God, an almighty God, an omnipotent God, then he can't be a simple God. Then we'd say that he's limited. At the same time, if he's only a simple God, then that too is a limitation. So what is Hashem? Hashem is Hashem. And the first words of the Ten Commandments, Annochi, Hashem Elokecha, I am. What are you? Kabbalah explains. That before God expresses himself as Hashem Which is the most holy name of Hashem The ineffable Tetragrammaton And before he manifests himself As Elokecha The name of God associated with nature Anochi Hashem Elokecha Anochi, I, is beyond nature Elokecha is within nature You have both elements of it He says Anochi, I am Not Hashem Not the Yudke Vavke Not Elokim Not Elokecha Meaning your God Referring to Elokim The name whose numerical value is 86 The same numerical value as nature Elokim and nature And Teva have the same numerical value Those are limitations I am Anochi Kabbalah says Anochi Asher Anochi I am who I am As we used to say In Chicago, I is who I is. God is. God is the experience of living life without any premeditated notions of his divinity. So, when the question is asked, who are you, God? The answer is just look around you. I'm everything you have and everything you relate to. I'm so much part of your life That I'm disguised within you and your environment. Yet at the very same time and place, I'm with you. So when he wants to, he makes himself sensible and understood. He puts himself into nature or miracles. And when he doesn't, he doesn't. And to show that the essence of Hashem transcends, he says, I am. This is what Ein Balanes Maker Beniso means. that we can't even recognize unless we actually take the time to recognize. We can't even recognize that the miracle's happening to us when it's happening. I
1: have a question for you. you Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is the uh, TV God, if you, if you want. Yeah. The natural aspect. The yud vavke is, is in our terminology that we're talking about. When we say, Hashem, what are we referring to? Is the yud vavke something more like the Sodev aspect it depends of on what
0: aspect of God we're relating to.
1: I know, but it, typically when we're talking in, in the Torah, when we use edokim, or like, right? We're, we're referring to the part what aspect that expresses it. itself in, in the laws of nature. and yes. In nature and in memare, let's say. So when we use
0: yud we're referring to the part of God that is beyond nature. The Soviet. What so Spira is, so
1: is it? Well K so V Sovev. No, what's Spira. They're all associated. Each name is associated with a certain sphere.
0: Yud Kvav K is um is Khachum is Biradat. Which one is Elohim? Elohim is Teba, it's all the emotions. But
1: well, each separat is
0: associated to one uh, God's Also Oh Chesed. Okay. And and Elohim is Gevura. When you have Yud know, Hey, really? Um, Hashem is 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 associated to chesed. Yud Kivav is Chesed, and Elohim is Gvura. Really? Actually, think about that. Teva is Gvura, and miracles are Chesed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Boom. When, huh? Mic drop. Uh, when you have Yud know, you how do you how do you read it? I don't. Yud kevav ke, yeah. No. Ado nine. Ado nine. Yeah. Keep it of nature. Got it? It says, sense. it says, this one is, is Yud hei. What's the law of nature? This one is Yud hei, Elohim. Yeah. Scary CV. I don't know. Yud kevav kei is chesed and Elohim is kvura. It
1: says just Yud hei.
0: Right, because vavkei is das. So um, hmm. okay. Then we're going to go to one other element before we finish. It's funny because when we talk about openness, let's say,
1: so the asher the sovev is the one that requires more openness, right? Wow! As nature <laughs> we can apprehend by logic, by by by, by more concrete
0: tools. So it exists, it's there, it's hard, it's mm-hmm. more judgmental. I think about that we often judge, it, we often control our lives based on vura mm-hmm. instead of based on chesed. Mm-hmm. We think it's chesed, but it's not. Why
1: do we think it's chesed?
0: Think about it. And then terrible things happen to us, we're like, how did that happen? Well, i lived my whole life based on vura, what do you expect? <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay, so let's go to one last level. Can you handle one last level here? The entire
1: economy is one big exercise in the
0: world. Now we go into the last element of this, which is tanuk. Tanug is known as delight. No one can really describe their pleasure or make anyone else feel it because pleasure is not tangible. It can be described in words, but it's not felt in the same way. Someone can say to the other, I love chocolate ice cream, or I love reading Talmud. But the other person doesn't have any true feeling of the first person's pleasure. All he knows is the mechanical description of what was first told to him. The example is, the example that Kabbalah gives, is that somebody received a letter from far away, and didn't know how to read it, because didn't know how to read. So it goes to someone who knows how to read and the person starts, starts reading it And the guy faints The other guy Who's listening faints Why? Because he just found out that his father passed away So the question is So the question is Why did the person who was reading it Faint Because Tanug Is not something that's transferable It's a, certain, it's a form of Tanug for sure. Okay, go. So. Uh, uh, my sister
1: and my nephew are having cell. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay,
0: are they here? Uh, not yet, but, oh, uh, okay. but they'll be here soon. Walk, yeah, walk. sure. Okay, okay. He's not able to communicate his pleasure. Why? Why does another have a different pleasure? Because pleasure is not describable. It's identical to the concept of essence, of atzmut, which absolutely transcends the rational and is part of the person's essential makeup. So asking why pleasure can't be communicated is analogous to asking why two people weren't created exactly alike. That is one of the beauties of God's creation. Each and every one is different. As we say, in Kabbalah variety creates beauty and that's very important what is our uniqueness our uniqueness is Tanuk our uniqueness exists through Tanuk
1: but we're so unique a uh, part of our soul it never, it never was on this earth before
0: yes but our uniqueness exists through Tanuk that's the whole point of it that's the the way that our uniqueness works. So we think, oh, I'm unique because of why, because of all these other things. I'm unique because I have, I'm, a, I'm an EQ versus an IQ, or an IQ versus an EQ, or I'm an extrovert versus an introvert, or I'm an agreeable versus antagonistic, or maybe I'm conscientious versus lack of direction, or neurotic versus st- stable, or open versus closed. That's what makes me unique. No, 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 no. What makes me unique is my kind of.
1: You tap in once you drop the language. That's right. Once you drop the language, then it's all unique. Like, then
0: you're and... defining something that possibly is undefinable.
1: But, Tanuf, you, you related to the concept of pleasure,
0: mm-hmm.
1: enjoyment, we can, we can say also enjoyment. Mm-hmm. It's a term that's used in some branches of psychology. Jacques Lacan talks about enjoyment a lot. He okay. He talks about the current. I, I think of this when I hear this, I hear. He says that the kernel of someone is his enjoyment, and like, and he goes on to say, like, when society regulates your enjoyment, that's like the ultimate, like, control by society, and so forth. there's a whole thing about enjoyment in, in, in his psychology. But so it's it's that it's that your particular enjoyment is your unique because in a way you enjoy an extremely particular way that it's not communicable fully, right? We say I like chocolate. Hey, I like chocolate too but the exact way that I will enjoy it is gonna be my own way. Is that, is that, is that fair? Yes. Exactly. Absolutely. I mean, like, no matter how hard you try, you can't use language to adequately describe how you're feeling right now. Like, all the sensations that you're experiencing right now. Or describe now. how you're feeling even just in general. I mean, it's like, we can use language. We can say, yeah, I get a lot of pleasure from, yeah, me too. It's like, it's all very, that's like,
0: right. Why do I sleep? That. Why do I eat? You're not gonna go there. You're not gonna be able to describe that. And Tanuk awesome. is,
1: is it's related to the concept of essence. That's right. So it's the essence of a person.
0: The essence of the person within the laws of nature.
1: So, so tanuk is the essence of the person within the laws of
0: nature. Possibly, well the way it manifests itself, right? Most people manifest itself within the laws of nature. You can manifest Tanuk outside of the laws of nature, but that takes a tremendous amount of work.
1: And I'm just curious, you don't have to get into that now. Because that's going to be another... Because right now we're doing a lot of uh, lexicography. But eventually we're going to make sentences. That's so right. We're going to use grammar. Yes, we are. It's, I just want to have a little sneak peek. What are we going to do with Tanya? Oh, what are we going to do with Tanya?
0: What do you think we're going to do with Tanya? I understand the concept. What are well. we going to think we're going to do? I'll so tell see, you we're going to do with Tanya. I'll,
1: I'll
0: tell know. you we're going to do Tanya. Uh, put, the the, the alter rebbe, rebbe, Rabbi Schneer Zaman, who wrote Tanya. Put some grammar. He around was around running away from Napoleon. And he was in someone's field Hiding in a haystack One of the famous chassidim of the Ati Rebbe His name was of Shmuel Munkus He comes out to the haystack And he taps on the Rebbe And the Rebbe clicks out. he says Rebbe, if you're truly a Rebbe Why are you hiding? And if you're not a Rebbe Napoleon should find you For taking away our pleasure in this world True Kabbalists, when you understood what Tainug is, when you understand what delight is, what, what true pleasure is, you you, you you lose your desire for things in this world. Did that's he, your sneak peek. Did he come out of the haystack? He did. That's what I wanted to okay. know. <laughs> that's the sneak peek. If you really understood what pleasure was, you no, wouldn't have a not, pleasure for not. things in this world. You know what I'm thinking about right now? Huh. I'm thinking about Anthony Bourdain.
1: Yeah, he was the ultimate uh, memale tanuk this world. Yeah, and the what only. happens?
0: And he just lost sight of the Tanuk that's beyond this world. That's right, right. And that's what happens. Uh, he How mis- do you mis- place the anochi? Beautiful way of saying it. He misplaced the ano- anochi. If he understood the anochi, then he would. Why would someone commit he suicide? He realized in that moment before he killed
1: himself that there was just time.
0: That's right. That's
1: it. Huh. You know, it's it's a very uh, going just on a, on a Jordan Peterson note. He talks about the meaning of life. If like, you want, I'm, you can join us. Yeah, please. You don't have to sit over there. He talks, talks about having meaning. Like, what does meaning mean? And he says, well, people today say it's happiness. It's just being happy. And he goes, well, that's, that's terrible. Like, that's, that's not going to last. Because, because guess what? There are going to be a lot of moments in which you're not happy. So what happens? So one little thing happens. You're not happy and bang, you have no meaning. He goes, no. The way that he defines meaning, I actually took the note of it. It's that what would it be? I actually took the note of tell you, that that came from a a video. Definition of meaning. He gives the example of Atlas. Atlas, the figure, the Greek figure that has the the world on his shoulders, right? And he says, is there something that you could do whose value, it doesn't have to be something you could do, just the formulation, okay? Whose value is so high that it would make all the suffering in the world seem worthwhile. That's meaning. It's something that resembles a little bit more Something that gives sense and value and that, that makes the suffering tolerable. Makes all the suffering in the world tolerable. That's how valuable it is. That's no. meaning. Yeah. So, and he says, what happens when you make the opposite choice? When you say, there's no thing that justifies the suffering, you commit suicide. That's why like Al-Bakabu said, the only true philosophical problem for man, knowing that the world is absurd and is we can't understand it, only true philosophical question is whether or not we should commit suicide. And a lot of like very, very smart, very intellectual writers, Hunter S. Thompson recently also committed suicide. He's a great writer, Fear Mode in Las Vegas, amazing writer. Oh. Also like the drugs and the party and uh, like that, that that very hedonistic lifestyle committed suicide a few years ago. And uh, and but there's there's a long tradition of great, very intellectual writers who are kind of like Strictly, remember strictly in this world, strictly into the pleasures. Ultimately, no longer seeing the point because <laughs> number one, you get older, so you can't, you don't enjoy as much as when you're younger, right? You see it as a downward slope, and it's like, why? There's just going to be more suffering here. There really is no point, point. and it's it's a it's a, it's it's a, big, it's a huge
0: philosophical question. It's big, and it's gonna, just going to get bigger, and only gets bigger with time. Oh yeah. Well, as, as the world goes towards money and greed and power, it's, the question is going to be much more – we're, we're entering an era. We already have entered an era of which people are, are, are going to start asking us essential questions. They have no choice because when all these people that we look up to are committing suicide, well, well we that's my ideal. Suicide. That's what I want it to be. Yeah. You know what's very interesting? They say that when a celebrity commits suicide, there's always uh, people that commit suicide copycats as well. It. Yeah, there's a lot of copycats. Way to touch that. Yeah. The elevation,
1: elevated state of the celebrity is to do what they're doing—imitation, yeah. celebrity imitation. Um, it's a big, big, big phenomenon. Um, I think the suicide is also mirroring the, sc- the shootings, right? They're, right? they're both different reactions. Build, it's you, it's you, the you same thing. take your life and take other people's life. That's, right. It's yeah. a choice again, yours? that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's right. You yeah but right.
0: even yours is not okay. Yeah, I'm right. not okay. No, because your no, life is is
1: not. Murder is not, murder is you, not far well, from suicide. Right, it's true. Like, it's, it's, true. Like, it's the same it's, it's, mechanism. It's, it's the same thing. It's like worthless. So, like, you know what? I'm going to give myself that spectacle and then I'm going to kill myself. And it's a big problem. It's going to become a big problem. So, our ideal is what happiness, right? Our society's ideal officially, the constitution, the spiritual constitution of our society, it's, our ideal is happiness, right, happiness, It's funny, you know, when Jordan talks about happiness, he's got whole YouTube videos about this, about like, just breaking down happiness, why happiness is such a terrible ideal, he goes, he goes well happiness, happiness is just, he goes, it's just extroversion minus neuroticism. Well, it is because we've known that for years, He <laughs> says so that's a terrible idea. <laughs> so, not... and so, you're just trying to replicate that. Think about it. He says it's it's extroversion minus neuroticism. That's it. That's that, that, that it, it's one state of man, and it's like okay, we, we've elevated that, and that's what we should chase. Because, no, it's not what we should chase. What's that? I think the end of suffering is what we should be chasing. So, that's it. So, that, that's where he... no, no, he's saying suffering is inevitable. He, he starts from a place of a little bit similar to Buddhism is that suffering is inevitable. You're going to have suffering. Meaning is what would give, um, what would make any amount of suffering perfectly acceptable. That's, that's how valuable it that's is. That's getting rid of suffering. Essentially. No, because you still still the suffering, but you're, um, you're persevering through it. It's, it's something a little bit closer to perseverance it. across any amount of suffering. That's something that, that, that would be held to be meaningful. That's a definition of, of something that is meaningful, sounds and, and very it could be different things. What's that sounds very Jewish. Sounds he's getting close to Judaism, Jordan. He's get, getting very getting close. He's getting close, but he's absolutely not touching it. I don't know why. I don't know what his story is, but he's really gone to the depths of Buddhism and Taoism and 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 psychology and different myth, mythological. And, and he does touch on some some Old Testament because he, he's like a practicing Christian, you know. So. He does touch on a lot of of, of, um, of Old Testament, but I find as soon as he gets kind of close to Jewish ideas, it's like slip and slide. He's like slipping across it, and he's not really. I don't think he's been exposed to true Jewish thought. I don't think he has. He's he's, he's definitely circling the area. <laughs> but he's mostly uh, Jewish, no. What's that? Oh, oh Anthony Bourdain. I don't yeah, know. His mother was yeah, Jewish. Was oh, really? Yeah. Anthony yeah. Bourdain's mother was Jewish. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, when you went, he did an episode in Israel. Like, yeah, he no, was, was in Israel as well. I did not know Really? Yeah. So. I mean, <coughs> looks Jewish, partly. I'm not surprised. Good to see him then. Good to see you too. I, I'm not sure if I'm coming Friday night. Like, when's uh, the latest I can let you know? Anytime. Anytime. Hi, Marcus. I have to leave you guys yeah. as well. I've got a court date tomorrow, and I'm going to get. It's,
0: been, it's great. Are you are you, are you, are you coming tomorrow morning? I'm in Ottawa tomorrow.
1: Hey, je pensais, je pensais
0: à toi cette semaine. Il y avait il y a une, il y a une fille, genre, il, il y a une mère monoparentale. Elle s'est fait arrêter, elle s'est fait détener.